to Telling the Tale. I'm your host, Mitchell Farley-Wolf. This is the podcast where we go through every single one of Telltale's episodic video games released between 2004 and when they went out of business in 2018. I'm joined here, as always, with my co-host, Dustin Jackson. How's it going, Dustin? Mitch, do you think in the future we're just going to get so sick of each other by the time we're, like, at the end of this podcast? Like, like near the end, you'll be like, Dustin, how are you doing? And I'll be like, how the fuck do you think I'm doing? I'm doing the same I do every... You ask this every week. Are you are you hinting that you feel that way now? Is that... No, I don't feel me? that... I No, I don't feel that way now. I'm just wondering if by the end we'll just be, like, so done. I didn't think we would. I thought we'd be fine... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I just had the thought the other day. I was like, I hope not. I don't think it will, but, you know, I don't know the future. So are you... I don't know the future. Is that a pun for this? I don't know the future? No. Okay, you said it You said it as if I was supposed to, like, oh, and that's related to the episode. It's not. I, I guess you could say I was just doubling down. Okay, all right. (laughs) Uh, This is CSI Hard Evidence, Case 2, Double Down. So, I know what you may be thinking. When we started CSI Hard Evidence, we said before we put an episode on it out, that we'd put, you know, we'd try to get as many cases in at, like, one episode of the podcast at a time. And so far, we've done two podcast episodes on two levels of the five-level game. Yeah, um, this episode's going to get a little sweaty, I think. Yeah, so here's the deal. There's two reasons why we might put more than one uh, Telltale game in one podcast. And they both need to be true. Um, the, the, the first is that we just don't have that much to say about each individual episode, but maybe we can talk for a podcast about the whole game. Um, mm-hmm. I think that would be true for CSI. I think so, too, because, you know, there's like some stuff to talk about, but boy, it's this ain't going to be one of your jam packed ones, folks. I'm sorry. Well, but sometimes you're just going to get that. You know, it's fine. I feel like it's OK to just have a shorter podcast sometimes. A lot of what we talked about last episode sort of applied to the whole game. Yeah. The differences between three dimensions of murder how the the uh, homicide detection systems in this game have progressed and how they've changed all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's been good. It's been it's been cool to see that grow. That said, each individual case, we have the plots and we can talk about how we feel about those. And there is some stuff to go over, but it's not yeah. that thick. It's just not it's not that interesting <laughs> to go over. Yeah, there's there's just so much less to it than your average Telltale episode. There's just not that much to talk about. But it's it's not like it's totally empty. There's there's enough stuff. Just I just want everyone to know, and I'm sure you know already, given that you probably saw the runtime of this episode, that this ain't gonna be one of your. This ain't gonna be no Walking Dead season one episode five. Right. It it is not that specifically. Um, the, so the, the, that's the first reason we might not have much to talk about. So we just put them all into one podcast so we can get, you know, the whole conversation going. The second yeah. reason is that they're really fast. Mitch, before you continue, I have something really important I want to say, but I'm, I'm going to save it for after this part two. 
<laughs> so don't let me forget. Okay. Don't let me forget. Well, I, I said it, though. Uh, so it's, I'll say it, it again. <laughs> the second reason is that is if the uh, games themselves go by really fast, I think Jurassic Park was a, was a great example of fitting both those categories so well, we had to put the entire season into one episode of the podcast. Um, and even even then, like I don't think that episode was as long as the uh, aforementioned season one episode five of Walking Dead. That was our longest episode. We that was longer than talking about all of Jurassic Park. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's that second reason that's really preventing us from just knocking these all out at once and putting them in one big podcast because we just. <laughs> It's hard to get through them. Yeah, like I still do. I am having a better time with these than three to grand, three dimensions of murder, but that doesn't make it like the best experience to play. So, what is the thing that you wanted to say? Oh yeah, so I was so I said earlier that I had something important to say. You know that one GIF of uh, it's like Super Saiyan Goku and Super Saiyan Vegeta, and they're they're both smiling and they're both just kind of doing this head bobbing animation. Yeah. Uh, I like that one, and I was I just caught myself doing that sort of head bobbing motion. You really interrupted the podcast for it. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah. <laughs> I I think that I think you do this a little more subconsciously. Then I do it, and I do it on purpose, but I, uh, we both do it, where we know that we're going to be talking about, like, oh, this isn't one of the better ones. You, you're just <laughs> like, oh, you, the podcast shouldn't be either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck this. No, uh, I, I do feel like in the back of my mind, I did say to myself, you know what? This is not going to be a long episode. Why don't you try beefing it up a little by talking about this gif you enjoy? You, you did beef it pretty hard. Thanks. Um, case two is called Double Down. The thing is, if we keep beating around the bush, it actually won't be that short. But so let's, <laughs> so let's let's dive in. It's called Double Down. Your, uh, your partner, you're always assigned a partner in these cases, is Catherine from the show. Who's a really smarmy woman who talks sort of like this? Hmm. Um, is that a good Catherine? Is that a good approximation of Catherine's vibe? Maybe I don't remember how she sounded. Oh, you commented <laughs> on it a lot. How she would just be like, "Wow, someone let the cat out hmm. of the bag here." <laughs> just someone really, someone screwed the pooch on this. Someone really pissed the bed on this one. Someone really wrestled a bear. <laughs> Um, so she, she's fun when she, uh, she, she was kind of fun just to, she's, she's not as good as the last guy, but she's okay. She, I do like that. We have a different guy, a different person each uh, case. She's evocative of Samantha from sex in the city. If you've ever seen that, just the way that she's all, uh, Samantha's always throwing in little sexual innuendos and being like, huh, well, think about sex. Hey, um, I don't, Mitch. I don't watch Sex in the City. I experience still? it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought everyone would. Um, I don't watch Sex in the City. I experience it. Yeah, it's only been left. off the air for twenty years. I thought you'd get around to it. <laughs> I'm busy. Uh, I got these Telltale games. So here's the case: a woman was stabbed in the stomach repeatedly in her own bed. Turns out. In a, in a bold departure from the normal CSI formula, 
She's still alive. Yeah, you know, I didn't enjoy this story as much as the first one, but I did like that they're kind of mixing it up a little bit. I I I thought it was good. Yeah, so she's she's still alive to talk about this attempted murder. Um unfortunately, she did not get a good look at her attacker. Her attacker was wearing a mask and good was good you know, at stabbing and both of those things combined made her pretty unaware of her whole situation while she was being stabbed <laughs> can't blame her so as always there are three suspects um always got to bring in the boyfriend of course so connie's boyfriend shane left the apartment um that morning and like apparently right after he went to work is when this happened mm-hmm. or after he said he went to work um also shane's boss at the uh the casino that he and connie both work at is everett brower who's like this obscenely rich magnate um and and he he's a fun character he's he's just like oh well i guess you can say that like that sort of guy Oh, you coming into my home and and accusing me of of hurting this of murder (laughs) <laughs> his accent is as all over the place as our attempts at his accent yeah how how would you describe this kind of person like well so he's he's deep southern of some yeah. sort um he is a black man old money he's yeah he's he's very old for. money but somehow also a little Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, he's got like a whole a whole swath of personality traits on him. Uh, I, I will say this game does a much better job at giving its characters personality than the last one. I think that these, is true guys, across the board. I these people are characters. It. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he's probably seven in his 70s. Um, mm-hmm. Like he's an older guy for sure. And he's dating this woman who's, like, maybe early 30s. Um, Nicole Brower. Or married yeah. to uh, Nicole Brower. Um, yeah, she apparently likes him. Yeah, you know, for the money. But, like, other stuff, maybe. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it sure seems... They sure build it up to seem like... Uh, for reasons we'll get into, uh, it sure feels like they're trying to make her, like, actually into him. Yeah. When I, I I feel like there's no way, but they really try to I it to me it doesn't even come across as like her lying. It just comes across like that's what they actually wanted her to to be like. But it's just it unbelievable. Just it, like it doesn't yeah. make sense. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I I kind of feel that. Uh especially given what Nicole is like. Nicole is a very uh gaslight girl power power boss sort of (laughs) woman uh she she refers to connie who works at the casino with her husband um as the help because she's just in such a higher class than her the help (laughs) yeah uh to the point where when you accuse nicole of uh maybe being in inside of this situation the first time because you accuse everyone like five times before you're allowed to arrest someone (laughs) um the first time nicole's brought in for questioning she's like that nobody why would i even waste the time yeah (laughs) 
I don't. She she really does strike me as like a valley girl sort of like if you were talking to her, she'd be like filing her nails and like sticking her hand out and eyeing her nails. Yeah, she's like, yeah, uh, I don't care. Well, there's there's a pretty good moment. The first time you go to the Brower estate, um, Everett Brower is talking to you standing up, you know, like a person. And then Nicole I is really... like laying down on the couch just watching you talk to her while you're standing up. <laughs> yeah. I I keep wanting to call them uh, the Browsers. Sure. Do it. Yeah, every single time their name popped up on screen, I was like... Uh... Oh, the browsers. Oh, wait a minute. There's no S in there. I think that you can do that as long as our listeners are fulfilled in the knowledge that we've told them the correct thing once. So you can start yeah. lying to them if you want. Yeah, say other names. Cool. Uh, Schmitty uh, Handle. Cool. Um, so. <laughs> Thanks. At, on on, on the, the surface level, everyone's like a little bit suspicious already. You know, the boyfriend just left for work. Maybe he didn't leave for work. Uh, Nicole's got uh, a jealous streak. Everett uh, is texting Nicole uh, on her downtime, which seems like, okay, maybe they're flirting. And then Nicole would get jealous or Everett would get jealous and want to like silence the problem. Everyone could do it. And then they throw this completely other thing in there. <laughs> yeah this episode gets really weird really fast yeah they they do a completely different like subtextual plot where you find out a connie was pregnant when she was stabbed in the stomach you didn't know that at first the baby was in critical condition and then later on in the episode the baby miscarries that's that's pretty steep for uh a telling the tale podcast. yeah that that is some heavy subject matter uh I I guess, you know, I guess credit to him for going there and doing it. Why? <laughs> what? I don't know. Why, just why do they get just credit just for be, just making shit up? Just because just they, they haven't before? Yeah, this is the just first Tell Tale episode with a miscarriage. It. That's true. Yeah. I think. Give them the miscarriage award. I wonder, is that true? That, that we've covered, at least. I don't think there's any others. Walk- Definitely not before this. Walking Dead could have one. I um No, I think you're probably right. Um but so y- you find out that she's pregnant and you're like, "Oh, that's a that's a thing." So then you talk to Shane and then Shane's like, "Oh, yeah, our baby." And then you talk to Connie and then you find out like through a bunch of digging via all the evidence that's in there. Just that you're just picking up all the time. You're just picking up evidence like a like an evidence little vacuum. Uh, you find out the deeper story here is that it's Everett Bra- uh, Brower's baby, but there was no affair. Yeah, it. He, she's just carrying the baby for him because he he wants an heir to his fortune, and. The baby that his now wife has is a girl, and he wants an heir that's a boy. So, uh, she is carrying this other baby for him, a surrogate mom. Uh, and boy, what a weird episode. Yeah, so, the, 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 the Shane and Connie dynamic is that Shane's surrounded by wealth all the time, so he wants to live in wealth, but, like, he just can't 
yet. Like he's even got some money, but he they haven't been able to move out of their their uh, sort of smaller apartment into something more statelier. Mm-hmm. So Connie wanted to just you know start the family, move out, get get stuff going. Uh, so she heard from Everett Brower, like, hey, you know, if I can artificially inseminate you and guarantee it's a male, I'll give you a million dollars. Um, which is, I think they wrote it into the episode as a million dollars, I think, because that's just the generic large amount of money. One million dollars. I, I would think to do this specific thing for this guy and also be sworn to secrecy the whole time, um, I would want more money. <laughs> I would want more money in general, but one million dollars, I would do a lot for a million dollars. Sure. Mitch, Mitch, for a million dollars, would you eat an entire gorilla? <laughs> yeah. I've I've asked the Idaho boys this before. This is like a recurring question. I, I okay, so I I said yeah instantly, but then I thought about it for a, even a more than one second, and I now I'm e- torn. You have to <laughs> you have to eat it within two weeks. You can't like just say I'll get to it. I'll get. Okay, to so it. yeah, there's a lot of different kinds of difficulty going on in there because there's the physical eat a lot difficulty, and then also, um, they're so human. <laughs> they're- <laughs> That's true, yeah. Yeah, that would it, be the it, part that would be hard. I mean, like I can eat food over time. <laughs> That's when it when it's in the cage, it's sign languaging sad to you. Every bite. That's crazy. <laughs> this no, is terrible. No, lesson. this is I won't bu- do it. This is before. This is before the grill is cooked. How much food do you think you eat in two weeks that you think you could possibly do this in two weeks? All right, three weeks. It's <laughs> it, uh, it's nine hundred pounds. That's how many. I'm being of, pretty forgiving. That's that's um more than four of me. Uh, so like this gorilla is. Um, how long would it take me to eat more than four times my own weight in pure meat? It's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of time. All right, let's say you have two months. Would you eat a gorilla for a million dollars? No, I'm stuck up on them being too human. Okay, okay, yeah. You know? Yeah. That's fair, that's fair. That's a, a good way A million dollars of. also, like... How about two million? <laughs> <laughs> we have to keep doing the podcast. And, and if we, okay, if I'm we sorry, haggle I'm the sorry. exact number, it'll take too long. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll I'll just assume it's two million. Because obviously, yes for a billion, and I think no for a million. So yeah, you're right. There's obviously. a number in there, but I. T- <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure it off. You can't out, say no. Show. Like a billion is so astronomical. Like you could never say no to that. And then a million is like, I you know I could reasonably make a million in like certain a certain number of years of my life. Not like a small number of years, but. Mm-hmm. eventually it, it's not like you know there's a big difference and it's yeah. there's obviously some point yeah i'll eat a gorilla for some money but like well i don't want to we'll we'll work out the details after the show sure 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 it'll be in the description yeah <laughs> um and you'll be wondering oh that's what that one number means <laughs> huh i get it now um so, yeah, Everett Brower, in secret, without telling Shane, Connie's uh, boyfriend, or Nicole, his wife, arranged for uh, Connie to be artificially inseminated with a male heir. Nicole 
is pregnant with a girl this whole time. And yeah. I, I, I think while we were playing, we were like, now I know this game is over a decade old, but like, is, <laughs> is it that old that like, I can't just assume that this guy doesn't think it's ridiculous to maybe teach a daughter how to business. You could teach a daughter yeah. how to business. Well, this guy's old money. He comes from, you know, some old traditional values. I, I can definitely see him saying, no, it has to be a boy. It has to be a boy. Yeah, that's 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 weird. It, it's like... He, keep in mind, he's old. He is an old guy. So I feel like everyone else in this time might be more on board. It's like, yeah, you can have a female heir. But he's like, ah, no, 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 no. I don't think so. There's that. And then also the, the fact that you... Here's another wrinkle. Um, Everett is dying. He's oh yeah, <laughs> slowly, and he seems like fine right now. But he's got some sort of. Uh, did they say cancer? It it seems like a. Um, uh, I don't remember the exact cause. I think they might have left it vague and just said, "I'm dying." Yeah, it it it, it seems cancer-ish. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they might not have said that, but that's that's the vibe they're giving off, and. Uh, that's the reason Nicole can't just have another kid because he might not even make it to see either of these children be born. Yeah, I, I think they said he has like a year left. Yeah. Um. So that's that's the wrinkle. Uh, Shane didn't know it wasn't his kid. <laughs> uh, so that's, yeah. Uh, so Shane, Nicole, and Everett. Which one did it? Nicole did it. Nicole stabbed Connie in the stomach a lot because she wanted to kill the baby specifically, which is why Connie probably didn't die from it, uh, and the baby did. Um, yeah, because that was that was Nicole's goal the whole time. Um, she didn't That's know. Sad. It, I don't like that. It is well, it's a murder. You know, like it's gonna be. Yeah. It's gonna be a bummer. Um, but it's it's like. Kill an adult shithead. Do you, do you think they all hated this baby? Like, is this another case where they just all hated the victim? <laughs> well, Nicole certainly did. Uh, that baby sucked. You know, it wasn't born yet, but you could just tell. I mean, you're right, though. This is a, a, a break from all of the other times in the CSI cases we've played so far that they've said definitively and earnestly that <laughs> the... Uh, uh, the the victim is just a real sleazeball, just the worst person. Uh, <laughs> yeah, every time it's like, yeah, this person, oh fuck them. Yeah, spitting on their corpse in the morgue, just they just hate these guys. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the me. the last one was a literal Nazi, so yeah, yeah that'll that'll uh, that that's why Connie couldn't have died. <laughs> She's too good of a person. In the last episode, literally Satan is gonna be dead. Oh, we're working our way up. Ooh, crossover with <laughs> Sam and Max Satan? Yes! That'd, that'll be good. Yeah, he's gonna say, I'm Satan. I, at the end, it'll be this big twist where he's like, uh, yeah, I'm Satan, I can't die. Uh, got ya. Satan, you know, from Sam and Max? <laughs> from off of Sam and Max? <laughs> um, so I wrote here in my notes, this is like right before the big reveal that Nicole did it. I'm getting frustrated with how equal the odds on all the suspects are always are. Um, I could understand why they would think that's good writing, but I think it's, it's not cool to, like, not give the player any kind of indication 
of figuring out before like the game just tells you yeah i mean i i get it, it i guess at the end of the day it would be good writing because it's like oh it can be anyone and then it keeps you guessing but i feel like there should probably be a little more i don't i don't know it, it's it's if it can actually be anyone and then they just say some random like stuff that's just doing random stuff uh, like that's not a story uh, it, it, I, I've felt this way about mystery novels for a long time. If if the idea is getting caught up in a mystery, like that's the appeal, you have to let the audience uh, play detective. You have to let them be able to say like, well, I think this person did it because of this. It's like, oh yeah, you 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 found the really uh, like subtle clue. You did a good job being an audience member. And all of mm-hmm. these are mur- murder mysteries and all of these are just like, whatever <laughs> at the end we're you, just you gonna just, pick one and it, that's gonna yeah, be the you just one. you just get the clue that incarcerates someone like right before it happens it's just suddenly like arrest warrant for this person yeah we picked who it is yeah uh, yeah it doesn't even let you figure it out it just tells you who did it yeah they, they try to put a moral on each one too so i guess the moral on this one that like the the people from the show are talking to each other after the case they're like well, you know what this was really a problem with? Poor communication. It's not a it's not rich versus poor, <laughs> it's poor communication. The dangers of being foolhardy. If Everett and Connie just told Shane and Nicole what they were doing, Nicole wouldn't have stabbed Connie a lot of times in the stomach. Uh <laughs> just goes to show you, I guess. Yeah, it's so crazy that like these detectives <laughs> feel comfortable being like, well, from my ivory tower i can tell that what connie's mistake in getting stabbed in the stomach was is not being transparent enough in her marriage like (laughs) now she's the problem (laughs) now it's her fault i got fucking stabbed in the stomach six times yeah like just just let nicole be the one that's bad she killed uh, the the uh the baby and she stabbed the woman in the stomach just let her be bad yeah, I I mean I guess it helps to give her a motivation. Like I Yeah, I mean, I guess it would also suck to just have her be like, "I just hate babies." Yeah. Uh I have a quote <laughs> from Nicole when she's like admitting to have done it. Uh she was mm. like, "Well, I was trying to kill the baby. Connie, a non-entity like her? I don't care." <laughs> a non-entity. Jesus Christ. Connie's a non-entity. That's so Yeah. That's so mean. <laughs> Like, my feelings would be hurt if someone called me a non-entity. Yeah. My feelings, (laughs) and then also my stomach a lot. I'd be be like, Jesus. Uh, Oh, yeah. On account of the stabs. On account of the multiple stabs, yeah. Um, Are we ready to head into segments? Yeah, I guess. I guess so. Um, I have a golden moment. What's your golden moment, Mitch? My golden moment is when you go to the Brower estate for the first time and Nicole's just like chilling on the couch while you're interrogating her and she just doesn't give a shit, which is I it, it's amplified further in retrospect because she was the person. <laughs> she was the the suspect that did it. Yeah, she, she had a good poker face. She was like She had an amazing whatever. poker face of like just kicking her high heels off and snuggling up with the couch cushions. 
And just sighing smugly. Yeah. <sighs> um, and just saying, like, she said something about, like, oh, Connie, someone should suffocate her. And then, <laughs> and then the detectives are like, well, you're lucky it wasn't suffocation. But she was stabbed several times in the stomach. And then she goes, oh, oh, I didn't mean it. Oh, I'm so sorry. Ah, shucks. And she did. <laughs> she did mean it. Yeah, um, she did t- attempt to kill this person. Yeah. Uh, so so that's my golden moment. Well, she didn't attempt to kill this non-entity. Yeah. She did kill the baby. Do you have a golden moment? Uh... Gotta be honest, Mitch, not really. And the reason for that is because since I, w- I was the one playing the game yeah. on stream for you, I took zero notes. You've been doing the heavy lifting with the notes while I do the heavy lifting with the gameplay. And so, boy, even when we just started out this episode, I was like, I don't remember a single thing about this episode and what happened. I mean, as we talked about it, I remembered everything. But uh, you know you know what I'll say my golden moment is? Is when we found that coat rack <laughs> that didn't look like anything. I was going to give you that as a hint of like what could be your golden moment. Yeah. Um, I was so baffled at what it could possibly be. It turned out it was a coat rack, but like early on, there's no code on it and you can click on it, but there's nothing to do there. So I'm just like, is this like art? Yeah, Yeah, it looks it looks more art than coat rack for sure. Um, Yeah, kudos on making a cool looking coat rack, I guess. It was just frustrating gameplay wise. That's such a like in a rich person's house thing. You think like, ooh, what's this piece? And like, it's where I put a coat. (laughs) That's a coat rack. <laughs> that is where my coat goes. Yeah, their house was uh big. Yeah. And it didn't sure really was. make sense the the layout of the whole thing. You know what was weird about it too is it felt like it was like a big rich person house but designed to look like a poor person house. Like their kitchen and their living room just feels like a normal house. In every one like, of you these just cases go over... the kitchen and the living room are the same room. Yeah, yeah. Every time. They all look the same. And you just go over and there's just like the table with the laptop on it. And it's like, cool furnishings, guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, nice coat rack. Yeah, that's my golden moment. It's not much of one, but it made me laugh. The way laptops look is a good unifier of the classes. Like, you don't get a special looking laptop. You just kind of... A laptop <laughs> looks like what a laptop looks like. I guess at the end of the day, they're just like us. The laptops are just like us. Um, my my weekly guy, I got to give to Everett Brower, who's just like this weirdly crusty piece of shit guy. That it, it he's he was the most fun to watch for sure. Yeah, it, it's mostly his voice performance that was great. Yeah, it's this old Southern old money voice. You know, I just talk like this. My heart just about broke when I found out I'd be giving birth to a girl. Oh, my darling. <laughs> like, what What a fake person. <laughs> uh, I think I like <laughs> him because of just, exist. like, how cartoony he is in this world. Yeah. This, this whole game feels like it's filled with cartoony people, and I like that. It's a big step up from just the boring slabs in the first game. Dustin, is that your weekly guy as well? I believe that is my weekly guy as well. Okay. I can't think of anyone better in this. It's one for the books. Nick Nicole is okay. Nicole's close for me, for sure. Yeah, she's <laughs> Cause again, she's just such a cartoony archetype of a character. Yeah. 
Uh, a lot um, of these characters are just so arch. Uh, like in in the first case of Hard Evidence, um, you got Ed Freeborn, who is mm-hmm. absolutely some sort of weird 1970s adult animation thing. <laughs> <laughs> like he's Fritz the Cat, but of real life. And hey, man. <laughs> um. Yeah, and I, I I hope they keep that up in the next case. I do too. I I could see myself having a sort of soft spot for this game with its improvements and its memorable characters. All right. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um until next time, I'll see you later. Yeah, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>